Hey, what's up? It's Hurricane Dave. Thank you so much for downloading the Hurricane Dave podcast. I had the opportunity to appear on DJs and Daughters on their podcast. And as you know, I like to take those podcasts and repurpose it on Hurricane Dave podcast, of course, with their permission. It's a quick one. It's about 20 minutes long, but I hope you enjoy it. And here's the podcast. Have a great day. God bless. Welcome to the DJs and Daughters podcast. I am your host, Thomas Cool Tillman. Happy to be accompanied by my man, Hurricane Dave, on this episode. How are you today, sir? Man, I am blessed, doing well. How about yourself? Nice. Definitely a pleasure to finally get you on the show. Uh, you know, it's called DJs and Daughters. Well, it's a pleasure. When you reached out to me and uh, and told me the title of it, I was like, well, how could I say no to that? So I'm all about DJs and Daughters, for sure. Nice, nice. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Of course, with the show being called DJs and Daughters, we'd like to dissect fatherhood through the lens of DJs and our daughters. So one thing, uh, first, how many daughters do you have, Dave? I have three daughters. Uh, most of them are, okay. are grown. Two of them are grown. One of them is a grown person living here in our house. Uh, the other one is, <laughs> is out on, on her own. And then I have uh, an eight-year-old. So I'm actually enjoying the eight-year-old probably the most. Oh, I yeah. think I think I realized this time went on. That's interesting. One of your questions was talking about work balance. And I finally figured out very late in life how to do that. But I'm, I'm excited that okay. I'm spending a lot of time uh with my daughter, Brooklyn. Nice. And one of the things that you mentioned is the fact that, you know, you were able to work from home. Also, with the pandemic being what it was, a lot of kids were at home as well with the parents. So I guess how did that whole ordeal strengthen your relationship with your youngest daughter? Well, I got to tell you, it was really a blessing because of the pandemic. Brooklyn started uh, first and second grade at home. And I was working at home as well when I was consulting Stevie Wonder Station out in, in Los Angeles. It gave us an opportunity for her to be on one side of the wall while I was on the other side of the wall. So I got a chance to hear her amongst her teachers and some of her other peers and classmates that were also on Zoom. And it was a, it was a great experience, you know, and it was funny because after her day ended, there were plenty of times when she wanted to just get on a Zoom with her dad in the next room and um, and ex explore some things. So uh, it, it was really, uh, it was awesome, man. It was, it, we, we bonded very well. Okay. So before I give the rundown of, you know, some of the major accomplishments that you've done, does your daughter even know who you are besides her dad? <laughs> no, she she just knows me as dad. And uh, and, I, and I like that, to be honest with you. I mean, she knows that I go by the, you know, by the uh, alias of Hurricane Dave. She does see, you know, the golden plaques and and stuff around with, with that. But I don't think she really understands at the age of eight, you know, what that is. And I, and I kind of like that, to be honest with you, because we can just be, a, you know, a normal daddy-daughter type scenario. Totally understandable. Uh, one of your notable accomplishments, being inducted into the National Black Radio mm -hmm. Hall of Fame yeah. in 2022. How did that feel? Man, it, it felt great, you know? I mean, the reality of it is, is I love radio. I will always love radio, but radio has changed so much over the last you know, four or five years. It really started, you know, back when consolidation happened. Uh, so it's really mm -hmm. kind of hard to get in there and make your mark. But I've been blessed to have worked with a lot of great teams. You know, I'm just thrilled that I was acknowledged by the National Black Radio Hall of Fame and then voted in by my peers. You know, you get nominated. I don't know how the nominating process was. I actually found uh -huh. out that I was nominated by Rick uh, Party, a post that he did. I follow him on Instagram and he had it posted there. And I was like, wow, that's kind of dope. And then right up underneath his name was my name. I was like, oh, 
Oh, nice. Oh, I'm finding out through social surprise. media. Yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Then shortly after that, of course, they reached out because I think I commented on his page like, wow, I, I didn't even know I was nominated. God has been so good to me. Definitely uh, good news. I know one of the things, one of the places you started out was at my home station. Uh, when I started my broadcasting career of 103 Jams and VA, yes, you also did a uh, programming. You mentioned programming for Stevie Wonder Station in mm-hmm. LA, and mm-hmm. also notably the uh, former PD at Hot 107.9 in Atlanta. So, yes. where do you see the future of radio headed? You mentioned it changed with the consolidation, and even on up to four or five years ago, there were more changes. So, I know you're a futuristic type of guy. <laughs> so, if you could forecast. Where would you say we're headed with terrestrial radio? Well, Thomas, that's a great question. And I got to tell you, uh, most would say that the future of terrestrial radio looks bleak. And to a certain Mm -hmm. degree, I kind of I kind of get that. But the one thing about terrestrial radio is that it's free. You don't have to pay for Mm -hmm. it. It is in most cars, although a lot of cars are starting to car companies are starting to charge you for that. But I think terrestrial radio will always be around. It still reaches over 90 percent or at least 87 percent of everybody, you know, once a week. You know, they're still reaching a large vast, you know, everything from streaming to, you know, the cassettes to all these different things was supposedly going to kill terrestrial radio. I think it's going to be around for a long time. But, you know, it's downsizing. It is going to be a challenge moving forward for people to get in because anybody in the radio game right now, count your lucky stars, although you're wearing 20 hats. You used to have to wear two hats on air and maybe now you got to wear 20 hats. So I don't know if my colleagues are as happy as they used to be, but they should be because it's still a blessing to be in the game. Oh, most definitely. You mentioned the future and you can't mention the future without mentioning the metaverse. Yes. I know that's something that you are well versed in, something that you'd like to speak on. And even recently, if you want to tie radio in with, iHeart being uh, the first radio corporation to actually incorporate themselves into the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah you so saw for that. Someone like, <laughs> yes, so for someone like myself who hasn't dove into the metaverse just yet, you know, I don't really have to be the first on the technology, mm-hmm. but help me explain how this works, what this means. So let's start at square one. Okay. With just on, what do you even call them? The goggles or the. Yeah, they're, they're, they're goggles. But here, here's the cool part, uh, Thomas, is that you don't necessarily okay. have to have goggles. I mean, those are, are, mm-hmm. are cool if you want the full immersion, meaning that when you turn around, you see what's behind you. You can actually get on the metaverse simply by going to your web browser. As a matter of fact, one of the oldest web um, uh, browsers, I'm sorry, not web browsers, but metaverse worlds is called Decentraland. And Decentraland has been around for like seven years. And so it's funny when I talk to my friends in Decentraland, they say, um, you know, they, they look at what Mark Zuckerberg has put out. And, you know, they've got the horizon worlds and the workrooms and all of that and and what it's going to be in the future. Right. And they kind of chuckle and be like, yo, the future was here seven years ago. This is not new, <laughs> you know. But, of course, you have a big platform like Facebook. They, it, it's new to a lot of people because a lot of people weren't doing it. I wasn't doing it seven years ago. That's for sure. So I, I encourage mm-hmm. people to jump in there even without goggles because you can go to decentraland.com. You can also go to Altspace VR, which is my favorite place and, and, and to hang out out of all the metaverse worlds. I like Altspace the best because there's more adults in there where there's kids on VR chat and some of those other ones. You know, anybody can get on on and join in the metaverse with or without goggles. But once you put it on, you probably won't want to go back to just getting on on the computer. But yeah, every, everybody's going to be in the metaverse. All right. So you put on your goggles and you enter one of these metaverse worlds. Okay. Yes. So what do you then do 
inside of that world. It's like a video. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny that it's funny to hear you say that. It made me chuckle for real. You you do the same <laughs> stuff that you would do in in the normal world. I mean, you have meetings, uh, you have parties. Like the cool part is, you know, I like to go to the metaverse parties on on Friday and Saturday night, and you can go in there and hang out, and and they have imaginary drinks. So you have imaginary drinks. You're networking. You're talking with with the fellas. You're also meeting different people from around the world. So you're basically doing everything that you would do in a club with the exception of having uh-huh. smoke in your clothes and, and actually drinking <laughs> real alcohol, you know? And, 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 you know, if you wanted to have a beverage at the house, you could certainly have a beverage at the house. The cool part is you don't have to get in your car. You just walk up the stairs and get in your bed. And so, but you're basically doing everything that you do in the real world because those are people someplace in the world, either on their computer or with the goggles on, and it's actual people that you're talking to. I mean, they have robots in there. They have bots and stuff in there too. You know, but you're having a regular conversation just like you and I. We could just jump in the uh-huh. metaverse and, and be in a podcast studio sitting right across from each other, looking at the avatars of each other and nodding and waving and seeing everything just like in real life, man. It's 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 amazing, really, with this technology. I absolutely love it. I love it. Okay, so while we're talking about this technology and while we have a lot of DJs that are listening, mm-hmm. I guess what will be some ways where DJs right now can get ahead of the curve and I guess use this metaverse to their advantage? Like, how do you... That party that you mentioned you're at at the Metaverse, I'm pretty sure a DJ is needed if yeah. not already there. Yeah. How does that work? Well, there, there's plenty of DJs already in the Metaverse, believe it or not. And they're streaming right in there. Some people are doing, uh, like, they do their camera and bring their camera and they show in real life, IRLs, the young folks call it, in real life in the Metaverse. It's just being beamed in there. And then there are others who actually have a DJ turntable set up where you can actually DJ records in the metaverse for a party. And, you know, your your avatar is up there wherever they want to place it. Sometimes it could be a DJ floating and he's actually mixing records for the party. Now, a lot of times, though, people just actually put a tape on and the person is standing up there like acting as if they're DJing in the metaverse because, again, it is an avatar. I mean, all these clubs that I go to, they have DJs in there. And I think now is the is the prime time to jump in there and establish yourself because you know it's it's a such a wide universe that now is the time for people to go in there and stake their claim. I mean, when I got in there, I, I noticed right away that there wasn't a lot of people building clothes for avatars. There's like maybe at least in alt space, there was like maybe three people building clothes for avatars, and I was like, I'm not a clothier. I don't build clothes. I don't design clothes, but but I'm going to learn how to do it because that could be a revenue stream. I'm big on multiple streams of revenue. But right now, DJs, jump in there, you know, establish yourself, go to these parties, network with people. And then maybe you will have an opportunity to put your brand on in front of people in these metaverses, because eventually these great big companies, they're all going to be in there. Everybody's going to be in the metaverse you know, spending a few hours a day in there down the road. I'm 100% sure of that. Okay, makes total sense. And you also mentioned the revenue stream. So in the real world, of course, you can get cash. Yeah. Or you can do cash, things of that nature. So I guess, what is the currency in the metaverse? Is that the cryptocurrency or how do you get compensated we're doing anything inside the metaverse. Well, you can use you can use Cash App in the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, you, again, it's it's basically the the stuff that's happening in real life in real life happening in the metaverse. 
except for we may do a transaction and I say, okay, well, my cash app is Hurricane Dave ATL. If you want me to build this world for you or make a event for you, or you want to pay me to be a DJ, I don't want to get paid in metaverse money. Okay. I want to get paid right. in right. regular fiat. Although I am a big fan of cryptocurrency and I've been, I've been in the cryptocurrency game for many, many years as well. But you know, fiat is, 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 you know, I'm not mad at fiat, just cash at me the money through metaverse. And it'll go right to my okay. cash app. And and so that, that works. And there are also worlds where they have certain coins uh, that they use for, for currency, you know, in the metaverse, because they want you to use their their currency for their particular world. You know, so it, it, all, it all just depends on, on, um, on what world that you go to and how you want to get paid. You can certainly go in there and say, I could get paid in, in Manta, but I prefer to get paid in regular fiat. And here's how to pay me. So you definitely still can do that because you're going to you're going to lose some money anyway when you convert it from cryptocurrency or metaverse money into regular fiat money anyway. So just go ahead on and pay me in fiat. I'm, I'm fine with that. OK, makes a ton of sense. Uh, definitely a man of many hats. I guess that's why you were awarded the businessman <laughs> of the year by Morgan Stanley back in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> Talk yeah. about that. You've done some research on it, brother. That's good, man. You, you've done your homework. I love it. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that was a great honor. I flew to New York and, and received the businessman of the year award and it was uh, presented to me. Man, it was just it was just an amazing feeling, bro. I, I, again, I've been blessed because I've had some really good people around me who supported me and helped push my brand and elevated me because it's never really about me. The person at the top, they get lots of accolades, but they didn't get there by themselves. They had to have great teams that worked with them that put them on that pedestal. And, and I'm just I'm just grateful for that. I've worked with some really great teams in my career because it's never about me. That's for sure. Nice. Definitely going to need a team always. Yes. Uh, one of the main things in these days and age we always emphasize because all you see is, you know, the person at the forefront, the person yeah. at the top mm -hmm. or the person whose name that the brand is under. And very rarely do we see the actual team that yeah. makes up things that happen for us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll, tell that, you, I'll tell you something real quick. I, I heard it in an audio book and it's so true. My apologies for stepping on you just now, but I wanted to Thank get it did. out on this point. It was, it's the book. I don't know if it was the compound effect. I think it was the compound effect because I read so many audiobooks. but they were talking about IQs and the people that are running these, these companies that are the front person who gets a lot of the accolades, they usually have a lower IQ than the people that report to them. And I thought, wow, that is really amazing. I never really thought about that because you think that the CEO of the company or the president of the company, well, they must be the smartest in the company. Usually it's the other way around. It's the people that work for that person that have a stronger IQ than most CEOs. Isn't that wild? Yeah, very true. And, and if you look at it, and if you dissect it, they're usually individuals who have people skills and they're aware of their weaknesses and mm -hmm. they just hire people to do what they don't know how to do. In absolutely. Cases. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely a believer in All that. Right, well, while we're talking about personal brands, uh, fill us in on this Hurricane Dave University. So is this an actual first thing that comes to light is I would think knowing you probably what a university inside the metaverse or <laughs> exactly explain this to us. Well, uh, to be honest with you, Thomas, it started out from Kane's Rules for Success. If, if anybody's on social media, you can just go to really Instagram or Facebook or any of the social media platforms and just hashtag Kane's Rules for Success. And of course, that stands for a hurricane, Kane's Rules for Success. And you'll see well over a thousand posts 
that I've posted about life, about business, about relationships, about radio, about how to treat people. And some of my friends was like, dude, you have so much stuff. You need to write a book for one. That's something that I've been working on for a while. It just hasn't happened yet. But you you should be teaching. Uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Malcolm Ennis. He said, yeah, man, Hurricane Dave University, HDU. And I was like, wow, that's that actually kind of stuck a little bit. And so I went and reserved the URL, Hurricane Dave University. So I have that. It is a, a, an actual um, website where people can go and see courses on some of the things that I've been teaching. One of the, the very first courses that are up there that's absolutely free after you join is the first five things to do when you get fired. And the reason why I decided oh, okay. to, put, to put that up there is because, one, I've been fired quite a few times in life in this business, in this crazy, crazy radio business. And a lot Oh, of yeah. People, That's how you earn your stripes. Absolutely. I, I tell people all the time, there's only two people in the radio business. And they're like, huh? Yeah, two people. Those that have been fired and those that are going to be fired. That's it. Those Facts. are the two, you know, and so it's, it's so it's bound to happen to you. So a lot of times when it's the first time that it happens to a person, they don't know what to do. They're like, well, what what do I do? Where do I start? And how how should I feel? And how should I feel when the people that were always around me because I could help them give them concert tickets or, you know, you know, get them into a comedy show or whatever. Right. What, what do I do when I don't have that juice card anymore? And now they're on to the next guy. If you don't have any kind of way to uh, experience that or through someone who's experienced it, it could be challenging. So that's up there right now at HurricaneDaveUniversity.com. The first five things to do when you get fired. Definitely a good footnote. And I think a lot of people in the industry or people who aspire to be in the industry can learn a lot from it. Yep. Uh, me personally, I resigned from doing commercial radio. It wasn't necessarily fired, mm -hmm. but you do go through those same things because it was my first gig out of college. Wow. So since that was my first gig out of college, what, when I did it was that in Norfolk? Was that was that in Norfolk? Yeah, I was in Norfolk. Okay. Yep, that was in VA. Okay. So once you no longer do it, and you find yourself, okay, I have to have an identity now, and then you learn that, hey, I use this as my identity. Mm -hmm. But however, it's only a part of what I do. It's not who I am as a person, and I can still do what I do, whether it's on this platform, whether it's mm -hmm. on my own platform. I can still do it, and and in these days, everything is independent anyway. Yep. So if you can build it from the ground up independently and get your own sponsors, now those sponsorship ads are going into your cash app. Absolutely, brother. I mean, yeah, it's definitely way to future. Yeah, you, I mean, you you hit it right on the head, bro. A lot of times, I think people get caught up into the this is who I am. If you do that, that's when your heart's going to get broke when they decide, okay, we're going to take our marbles away because we don't like you anymore and let somebody else play with these marbles. Well, wait a second. I thought those were my marbles too. Nope. Nope. They were never your marbles. And so you're wow. having your own brand and your own brand identity is essential nowadays. Definitely a big deal. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you for those jewels, Mr. Hurricane Dave. Once <laughs> you do write that book, yes. please check back in with us. We want to talk about the book, get more updates on how you're doing inside the metaverse and see how it's changed from then. Just give more jewels to the people that's listening. Uh, any last minute comments or any plugs hey. you want to do? Where can we find you? We want to keep in contact with you. Yep. You can find me at HurricaneDave.com. On there, you can find, you know, my, my social media channels. It's pretty much Hurricane Dave at everything. If you're interested in getting on the wait list for the book, because the book is going to come out. It's called King's Rules for Success. So I have a website called canesrulesforsuccess.com where people can go there and sign up and get put on my wait list. I got quite a few folks 
uh, that are on that right now. But uh, but man, it's it's just a pleasure to finally have an opportunity to meet with, meet with you virtually, and I'm excited about this podcast. I'm going to repurpose this also on the Hurricane Dave podcast uh, as well. I think I mentioned that to you when we connected via Facebook. But I'll oh, let yeah. you I'll let you do it. You tell me when. Okay, well this is already out after that grace period. You tell me when I can post it on my side because I want to be respectful since you certainly reached out to me. But we always want to try to repurpose each other's products so we can spread the word. You know, spread the word. Yes, but, indeed. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, I thank indeed. you, man. I appreciate your time tonight. That It means a lot to me. I appreciate you checking in as well. Like I said, being the actual first DJ on the show <laughs> is major, especially by the show is headed. Thank you for the time as well, Dave. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, my brother. Have a good night. God bless. All right, you as well. All right, thanks. That was fun. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hurricane Dave podcast. Again, you can find me on all social media at Hurricane Dave. And don't forget, in the metaverse, HurricaneDaveVR.com. Have a great day and God bless.